Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mobile Horror Companion. My name is Carlos Danger for the purpose of this broadcast, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mr. Brian Spears. Hello, Brian. Hello, hello. So we're bringing this to you after Thanksgiving, a few days after Thanksgiving, and I just remembered I wanted to record this on multiple tracks, but I didn't, so I screwed that up already. Sorry. But yeah, it's a few days after Thanksgiving. Uh, we decided to record. A, well, you, usually we do the rec- recording, and we, re- we just like I edit it slightly, and I release it right away. This is a little different. That doesn't matter. Nobody cares. I don't know why I'm talking about that. Brian, why don't you go ahead and introduce the topic while I cough into the microphone? Well, I just wanted to bring up the fact. I think we're both early or longtime uh, Stern fans. Maybe not current Stern fans, but longtime on the turn. And uh, one of one of our uh, fascinations is uh, Artie Lang, and Artie Lang has a new show that already disappeared for about a year and a half. Pretty much once quarantine hit, he uh, disappeared. But right before quarantine, he had popped up. You know, it's the Artie story, newly sober, new podcast was, I think, probably did maybe seven to ten of them with some, you know, decent guests, some, you know. So that was the second, and did I, I might have said Mobile Horror Companion. Did I say that at the beginning or I say Insufferable Bastards? This is Insufferable Bastards. But yeah, he had that first Artie Quitter podcast, which was sort of crazy because Artie would just make fun of all his, he would just insult all his guests looking back because he was obviously yeah. high out of his mind and according to like reports yeah then he had that second version of it Artie's halfway house which has been now reborn reborn without video but the halfway house and we had seen him I want to say right before he went to detox we saw him at the Strand Theater up in Connecticut in right Seymour, Seymour Connecticut 165 Main Street uh, and we went and saw that tiny theater, like not, not a place in like 10 years ago. You'd think you'd see Artie Lang. Not no, to, not no, to, that's no. a backhanded compliment. I'm grateful that we saw it. It was cool. And then he disappeared rehab, maybe whatever. There's a lot of stuff going on. We, you never know with Artie yeah. and then reemerged with halfway house. And I, I didn't hate halfway house. Um, and I think at the time I was really rooting for Artie. And I think that's we we've talked about this in the past. It's definitely been on a show or two, and and per, both and personally, we've always rooted for Artie because uh, his uh, contribution to the Howard Stern show, I think, was in an era where if people are saying Howard jumped the shark or he's unlistenable now. When Artie began on the Stern show, it, it sort of. Stern was done being the center of attention. He was more bringing around people out in his peripheral, making them more famous. You know, he, by that time was a billionaire, trillionaire, whatever you want to say, the king of all media. Um, But he had took like, you know, no longer was it about his inner life. You know what I mean? Because basically everything he based his career on, he's the single, he's the the happily married man and this and that. He, you know, he would always make fun of people who left their wives to marry a model. He did all that. So it became like the people around him became the focus, the force, the the comedy. Which probably, if I mean, assuming all that was intentional, was pretty genius on Stern's part, oh, where he's yeah, like, yeah. I am yeah. uh, Hampton Howie. Let me bring in this blue-collar guy, Artie Lang, who has great stories. Uh, and and it is a great sort of pseudo-reality show for the show. 
And if you think about it, pop, like in reality, because I am now going back listening to a lot of stuff that I stopped listening to uh, on YouTube. Mainly, I cut out all the the bad already stuff. I had stopped listening to that. But it seems for whatever reason, that is all the stuff they've like, like things disappear. Now, again, I will say this. I totally steal YouTube or, or, or Stern, you know, watch Stern on YouTube, which is, a, but I also have Stern in my car, in my basement. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I'm happy to say I'm a subscriber. Since so day I'm, one, you know, you were, yeah, you were listening yeah, so. to like, wait, he played farts right before he was even on the, oh, yeah, yeah. I had that the minute he announced I had serious and I waited for him to come on. I'm a super fan that will never call in. Um, and you know, I'm not here to just, you know, I mean, we could certainly discuss the, the, the current state of the Stern show, but I think if you just go to any message board, it, it is what it is. The guys in his mid to late sixties, uh, you know, maybe it's better. We don't see him throwing baloney at girls anymore. Uh, that's would be kind of weird. And maybe I'm not, even at that place, I never really was. I was never a big fan of like the E show and uh, that type of stuff. Um, I've always liked his banter with the people. Yeah, when he did like when Artie was on, when they switched to Sirius, and then you know when Artie was fighting with Teddy and the back office yeah. radio stuff, that was sort of the high point the, 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 or, or, of Stern Two. Artie arguing with Stuttering John, you know, Stuttering John calling like Artie like fat and like annoying and like, oh, he eats so much. Meanwhile, he'd be like, John, I'm the one buying you free lunches every day. <laughs> like stuff like that. That was the genius, you know, uh, discussions of Stuttering John telling uh, how Gary followed his kids around all day at a, at a, at a you know, a barbecue. Yeah, the pool party. Like, yeah, just stuff like that was always to me like, how you'd you'd goof on your friend and maybe in a weird way. And I think this is where the show did it for me is it made you part of the family uh, or made you feel like you knew these people. So in a long, like I've like, I feel like I know Artie Lang. Yeah. 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 And the Artie Lang that I knew and loved is not the Artie Lang doing Halfway the house, yeah. halfway house show in it's especially in its current state. Uh, and maybe for me, that's also, it's a downside because there's no video for it. And I think like a person what rubbernecking on the highway after an accident, like I want to see what already looks like right now. I mean, there's been talk about already and this and that, cause I just want to see if the guy's healthy or is there a reason he's doing this new halfway house? Like he needs to do it. Is he clean and sober? I don't know. Sometimes I always felt if you could see him, because he's kind of notorious, you know, he goes through what he looks like. And, you know, you could tell when the guy, you know, he'd go four days without taking, you know, like on the old Stern show or when it was on whatever it was on demand or what have you, you know, you could tell he wore the same Yankee shirt and the same jacket for the whole week that he was there. He hadn't washed his hair. So you knew there was trouble coming. He, on this new show, he's got to be at the point where they're uh, not for the show, but just all his legal entanglements. He's got to be tested weekly. I mean, I'm Cause sure Cause he's got he so many, he's got a problem. I mean, I don't know why anybody doesn't check this. Although maybe in Jersey, I don't know. Cause I, I know a lot of times, like if you get a DWI or something like that, and it's your first defense and then you qualify for something called AR accelerated rehabilitation, you you're still a part of the court process but it's it doesn't show up publicly. You can't look it up on a database, which might explain okay. or the case essentially becomes sealed. 
uh, which is a pain in the butt because it's hard to track these things if you're in the business of trying to track them. Uh, but I got to assume that being said, and maybe that's why there's not, there's not a lot written on exactly what court orders already may or may not be under. But I would assume based on his prior record and his behavior and things we know publicly that have been in the press have been reported, you know, legit news sites, not just page six or TMZ. He's got to be drug tested. Like he's got to be sober now. There's no way. And I believe and I want to believe and I hope he is that, you know, again, and, and uh, cause I'm not looking for the already uh, that's completely out of control. I'm looking for the already that can tell a good story and maybe ref- even, even probably tell, make a good story out of everything he's been through. I'm just not feeling that already in this halfway house, either he is sober and I, this sounds really mean. And like, he just doesn't have a leg to stand on anymore. Like he, maybe he's, I don't know if he's not kind and, and that's, I'm putting this in a very, that, that's a very horrible, I hope the guy's clean. And if that means you're it, saying it, he was like, funnier when he was high on heroin, I know I I'm, it, it's coming off that way. I, I know I just basically said that, but there is something like he was always so honest, probably too honest when he was messed up. Cause you know, you'd get, you'd get it out of him two seconds later. And I just don't know. I've always looked at Artie never as the host. Yeah. He's the color commentator. Yeah. He's the guy. And I didn't love his first inter- iteration. I never even watched Artie the quitter. Um, I watched him a bunch of times out with the Anthony Cumia. Oh, I didn't. Uh, I, I, I missed mean, that, that. I missed that. But that was that I was mean, apparently I those clips on you on YouTube. Oh, okay, yes. And, you know, they put up they put up the whole show, and I'd watch it, and they were like brutal. Like they were like, how did they even put this out? Like, there's been talk of like, oh, Stern let him run wild, but like in that Kumia area, it was like, you know, there wasn't even like, oh, is he or isn't he messed up? Like that was like, holy crap! Yeah, they're like, yeah, it was I, clear Artie was using. Crashing. I watched Crashing when Artie oh, yeah. was on. Oh, yeah, he was like, great I, on that. And he was great on it. But, again, all these things we're talking about, he's not the man in charge. Right. You hey, do you hear when I cough? Not... That doesn't get picked up here. I just no, cough. that's oh. awesome. I all was right, going to say, did you just use a cough button? Nobody hears to, need, needs to know that. But, <laughs> that uh, so cool. But, like, uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. There is something missing in this new version of Artie. Not the new version of Artie, but this podcast, the resurgence of Artie's Halfway House. And yeah, I don't know. And then like, we're totally guessing here and we don't know nothing. We'll say that we could be wrong because you always get nervous. If we put this on YouTube, you never know what the algorithm is going to do. And suddenly, suddenly we'll have a hundred thousand Artie maniacs or, or like who knows, uh, uh, commenting on our YouTube page, which happened to us when I said, I didn't like, uh, who are these podcasts? I'll use Bobby Lee in a thumbnail. Somehow that gets stuck in everybody's recommendations. And then they come to the channel and blame us that they got showed the video because it's so bad. What do you want from me? Sorry. Don't like the podcast. You don't like the podcast. But yeah, it seems like Artie's crying out for something. This is like, I'm, I'm reading as Artie's attempt to tell the industry, the comedy industry or whatever, whoever gets some jobs that, hey, you can, you, hey, hire me. You're, it's not going to make, you can insure me. I'm not going to uh, bust yeah. the bank by, uh, by raising your premiums because I'm so, I, I'm, I'm reliable. Look at me. I'm this nice guy doing this podcast because yeah, it's just, he's just held back. And the fact, now I haven't listened to every show. I mean, some of it's Patreon and the only Patreon I do is my three bucks to Kevin Brennan's podcast. That's the only Patreon I can do. He, so correct me if I'm wrong, but he hasn't gone into like Artie where he's been and what he's done. Uh, yeah. The number one question, your fans, your hardcore fans want to know 
and the old already that would have been day one what have you been doing what exactly has been going on for the last year and maybe it's maybe the answer is he could at least say in a sentence hey i'm in a program and it's anonymous so i'm not going to talk about it i'm not going to i'm not an example as to as i'm just going to do what i'm doing but i've you know if something's working for me and i don't want to screw it say something but he's he has said nothing nothing just came back like it was no big deal now i will sorry norm mcdonald died yeah no kidding I'm not, I have not, I've listened, put on every episode that I can get. Cause I also will not do Patreon. I will. I mean, I just not yet. Not if it, maybe if it improved, I would, uh, um, it's hard to do any Patreons. something about Patreon. I have not made it through one episode. Yeah. I might've went back. Uh, I think the Bob Saget one took me three, you know, tries to go through and pick up. Um, and it's just because Artie's on an interview and he's almost seems a little like he's not addressed, like he's not being himself. He's trying to be an interviewer and he's not a good interviewer. Yeah, he, he just had Michael Imperiola on who like, I know Artie loves the God, uh, good Sopranos. Yeah, I know yeah. he loves the Sopranos, but he was so, uh, like, like not pre- either well not prepared not like i mean i would have five questions that right off the top of my head i could ask michael Im- imperioli you know what i mean like i know i would have something and like already even though they talked about goodfellas him being spider like Artie and and uh henry hills yeah uh, that was yeah. back and forth the real henry hill like I mean. the real henry hill like was legendary, incredible, on the mark, hilarious. And Artie is just not because it's always like, oh, uh, and it like repeats the question. Oh my God, he repeats like, the same question over and over and over again. It's like he doesn't listen to the guy he's interviewing. Or he just like, I don't know, doesn't get what he wants. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not a conversation. Right. Like, here's the thing. Like, everyone says, oh, wow, Howard Stern is so great at interviewing. If you want to say Joe Rogan's a great interview, Mark Marin. The thing is, they, like, they ask these people when they have them on a long-form interview. They let them, like, answer their question. Sometimes they'll, like, Mark Marin's really good at it, where he'll – kind of riff off the thing you're talking about whereas howard will give you like a great question that's probably been well researched that way you answer that and then he'll ask you another you know thought provoking from the mind of a psychiatrist question like but i don't necessarily know if howard's listening to the answer like Artie's doing neither one of those techniques yeah yeah, it's not yeah it's not conversational and they're not probing yeah, and it's they're not fun. There right. was something like, and maybe that's the thing. Like I remember when Artie was during his drug era, like off the Stern Show, he just kept saying, "I'm rock and roll. I'm the I'm Sam Kinnis, and I'm the, you know, like he kept saying how like bad boy comedy he was, you know. And I'm not feeling that now. Listen, if that guy, if he's grown up and matured. I guess I want to be part of that. Like, tell me about that. I'm more interested in that, Artie. Like, I want to know that. Like, you got to fill me in a little bit because I'm not, I'll be honest, I'm, I don't want to listen to Artie for the train wreck because I, I kind of am over that because, I mean, yeah, there's a point where he became, it wasn't, it wasn't, once you like realized, oh yeah, he's a, he's a degenerate junkie, it, he was more menacing than humorous. Like, in those Kumia days, like you got, I mean, Kumia as like, 
you know, probably one of the funniest guys in the history of radio, you know, like the most gifted, easily uh, broadcast level funny guy. Uh, but like kind of a, ho- a horrible human being, <laughs> you know? And so yeah, seeing yeah. his like bizarre, crazy societal views and political views melded with Artie's active, uh, uh, you know, heroin abuse, it wasn't an entertaining show. It was more like, no, this is kind of no. gross. It was a train wreck. Yeah. yeah, like a train wreck that you like watched. And again, again, I'm still a listener of Stern. I just, I don't relate as much. I believe he's morphed. There's still days... And many days, and most days, there's a moment where he makes me laugh every day. So I'm grateful for that. But, like, you know, now he is a, his show is more of, uh, like, a a nighttime talk show. You know, it seems like he's definitely become friends with all these late night guys. And it could be. It would translate. You know, they could put that on. I I mean, even the FX were in all of TBS is they, you watch them on demand, which is a whole weird thing. Like, yes. I don't know if what we do in the shadows airs with F-bombs, but if I, I always watch it on demand the next day, and the F-bombs are there, so I don't know if it airs like that, but Stern is like, he is completely mainstream and could be on, you know, at 10 o'clock at yes. night on, on FX. Yes. It's that type yes. of show now. And I don't listen to it, though, but that's I watch the clips on YouTube. And then, like, you know, the, the celebrities he, he's getting now are accepting of him, whereas before he wasn't getting, you know, he wasn't get, he was getting Tiny Tim. He might have made great guess at a Richard Simmons and Tiny Tim. Yeah. Uncle Al, you know, Grandpa Al Lewis. Seth Rogen. Yeah, now he has Seth Rogen, and he has, you know, the A-list, Jenner, you know, like a Jennifer Aniston shows up and, like, gives the, the interview, and, and it's still safe yet a little bit risky. Yeah, and he's like the – I mean, he's kind of become the modern Bar, uh, Barbara Walters, who was always overrated yeah. as an interviewer to begin yeah. with. But, like, yeah, yeah and it's, it's just weird, like, to see Artie – and I don't know. I don't know what pressures there are beyond the scene, behind the scene – uh, to present himself in a certain way. I don't know if he's seeing this as, or being told that this is a moneymaker for you. This is a salary thing. So you have to play along. We're going to have Michael Imperioli on and you have to be respectful because there was no surprise questions. That's the other thing. Michael Imperioli, oh. Imperioli has, is doing a lot of press and you think he'd go on already, but there's nothing more. It's the same story you've heard a hundred times. None of it's and new. And like, you know, they set up the interview where they talk about the first moments. I'm like, all right, this could go somewhere because Mike Imperioli went to an already show. Hmm. So it's like, you know, the guys like knows you. Yeah. And we talked about it briefly, but the whole Joey Diaz. That was that was jaw dropping to me. That's the one that maybe Diaz admits like I ripped off you. I ripped you off when you were on Stern because you were just so honest about your drug use. You're this, you're that. And Artie's like, didn't like he just but he didn't he didn't seem to know who Joey Diaz was. I mean, he kind of know. All right. He's a stand up comic. That one really I thought I was really looking forward to that one. I'm like, oh, these guys are going to have a lot of talk about because they're, you know, they're both ex-drug addicts. I mean, they're both stand-up comedians. Both comedians. Like, like for instance, he's in a, an Adam, like uh, Joey Diaz is in an Adam Sandler movie. So I'm pretty sure Artie's always lobbied to be in an Adam Sandler movie. You know what I mean? He was always much nicer. Just the fact he's like, hey, uh, and you could see he must have just had his Wikipedia page or his IMDB. Somebody must have handed it to him. Hey, you were in the Many Saints in Newark? What'd you do in that? How'd you get that yeah, part? You it's like, geez, did you, even, you didn't even watch the movie. Did you? I mean, you didn't. It, it was such a surface level question from you think these guys would have an instant connection and the whole, you know, mutual butt kissing after a while got kind of old. Well, yeah, it was like, oh, my little, God. 
and also like there was a uh, Mark Marin, I believe, did a guest spot on Joey Diaz, and literally they had they just went back and forth with cocaine stories. Yeah, like yeah. there wasn't even like that's what I'm saying. It's almost like already cleaned up, which I'm 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 again I'm not saying it's not a good thing, but I guess like he made his voice. What we remember from him is him always being sort of like too honest. Yeah. And now I know nothing and I just don't feel like there's any heart behind the show. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Because listen, I, I can't like, he has a co-host. I don't think that guy's funny. He's been on every one of his shows though. But so Mike, like Mike Buschetti. Yeah. 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 That's a whole, like I find it, I find it annoying. I couldn't and believe. Also, all right. Look like Mike Buschetti. I, I like him, but I couldn't believe this, this now we got sober already. And he's still doing 10 minutes. Like I, it, Mike Buschetti was entertaining in the first version or like the Artie Quitter podcast. Well, because, yeah, it was like Artie was such a train wreck. He had to have this yeah. guy here to sort of anchor him a little bit. But now to have the guy. yeah, the, And he doesn't need to do 10 minutes of. No. Intro, that's no, like that's such actually a. Like, uh, they, they start the show kind of like talking. And that's like either put the guest right up. Also, they have a must have a board op because he's doing like the introductions and he's doing some of the like there's definitely transition. Is this therapy for you? (laughs) Yeah. Really bad live read. There's like, uh, yeah, it's edited. You know what I'm trying to say? Like they must put stuff into this. So it's just, I don't know, man. Like, and I understand like, listen, you do a great job with this podcast. Well, I mean, um, this is complete. This is amateur hour, but we admit it. No, no, no. But I mean, it's you know, you know, there's still work on everything that you put out. You know what I mean? I understand it's got to be polished up a little. You got to listen to it. Just all right, let's send this out. And I understand podcasts are a business now. It's just I don't see I don't see how Artie's show could last unless Artie gets somebody that makes him more interesting. Yeah, someone that he can riff off of. Or and I was hoping. Like he like in a in a couple day you know a couple shows he'd get more comfortable, but I honestly think and maybe it's just the guests he's getting he's he's more uncomfortable as it's gone on. Yeah, there is something because about it. There's a like, stiffness to him that's weird. I could not believe the Michael Imperial that was only thirty minutes wow. or something like that, like thirty eight minutes. So it's like oh you know and then you know no all right and then you're gonna do an hour of Patreon that I'm not paying for I you know. Like he had, uh, you know, Lisa Lampin- Lampinelli. Did he do on the Patreon one? Which is odd. Yeah, to I want to say I want to say her. And was it Jim Florentine and maybe a, a, a baseball player too from the Yankees? Which Jim, I'm like, why Jim would you Florentine? Put Hell, I like, interviewed Jim put, Florentine. But why would you put Lisa Lampinelli on? Like, <laughs> no, why are you hot? Yeah, no one's gonna pay for that. Yeah, like Gilbert Gottfried, maybe I don't know. I mean, people. I'm sure people are definitely paying for his Patreon, but yeah, I, I listen. I, I hope so, but I just think like he didn't do that the last time around, and maybe that's why he's doing it because he need you know like you need to make the money. Yeah. Um, he's definitely got to show. He's got to show that he's employable again. I would assume. I guess that's what it is. I mean, I, I'm just sort of like upset because it's just. All of a sudden, I get a you know a thing when I'm following him on whatever social media he's on. And boom, it pops up that he's going to have a show. I was like glued that Monday morning. You yeah. know what I mean? I was like, when is this coming on? I didn't even listen to Stern that. Like I put on Artie first. 
like because I wanted to hear it, and I was like, record scratch. This is horrible. It was like any and other also, podcast, any other sort of pseudo celebrity or minor celebrity podcast. But yeah, more like a D. D I mean, dare I say, ours has got more confrontation, it's more conversational than than Artie Lang. We've had more and fights Bob when Saget. Dylan Baisley has been on. Bob Saget is also another guy. Guess out like what he's got a podcast slash kind of seems to be everywhere right now, at least on my feed because he's guesting on a lot of shows and I'm sorry, Bob Saget, you know, it was funny for 15 minutes at the most Yeah, to me, like, you know, the whole full house slash I'm really a dirty comic thing only goes so far. Like I've heard, I've lived it or, you know, heard it so much. Right. Um, and you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I mean, I don't think he's an authority on comedy or directing, you know, he was a host, you know, he got popular, you know, he's not Ron Howard. No, no. And he sold out. Like maybe he was this edgy comic back in the day, but I don't know. Yeah. I guess I'm just, like that's what like I really have been kind of I'm not gonna say burnt from the Stern show, but yeah, it's not what I you know it's not the show that I listened to for the last twenty thirty years. And again, I'm not you know I'm not you know I'm sure there's a billion people that'll agree with me, and then a, a billion people I will even say I'm being you know because I'm not as much of a hater as a bunch of the other people out there, and I. And I just really always root for Artie, especially after, like, I hope the guy's clean. I want him to be doing great. But I want sort of that old irreverent Artie because, you know what, I do need a little bit of uh, a little irreverence. I need, well, you know, and that's I like why my comedy. I, I keep thinking here, and I'm, I'm almost, like, afraid. And I've said this before. I'm afraid to say that I'm a regular listener. But it's, it's Kevin Brennan. To me, Kevin Brennan is doing – He's the closest to what like Howard Stern was. And it's not he's not I mean it's not even a fair comparison because it's completely different. But the Kevin Brennan podcast, you know, it's this guy, he sounds like he's being honest about his life and he's a comedian who's uh, uh well into his middle age, you know, never broke as uh, as big as as some others, but he was a writer on SNL briefly. You Never know, broke as big know. as his brother that now is his arch enemy. Right. And the fact that, yeah, he has just, I mean, he made his, his, his name, I guess, since, I mean, I heard of him because he was the guy that was going on bashing everybody. Like, and that never happens anymore where a guy's like, this guy's a jerk and that guy. And maybe there was some shtick to that because he's backed off it a, a little. But then again, like, I started listening to him. And uh, when I listened to him late, because uh, he had the guy Chad Zumick. Zumbach? Zumbach? I don't know. how. Is Zumbach. that the guy that had the hat on? Yeah, yeah, the captain's hat, yeah, right? Yeah, so that was captain, his co-host yeah. for a while. That was, the, that was the error I've joined, if there's anybody listening who's been listening. I'm a, I'm a newbie in terms of Kevin Brennan, I guess, because he's had multiple co-hosts. And the pattern is he can't, he never holds a co-host because some type of conflict pops up and they fight. So it's, in that way, it's sternish. It's like legit yeah. beefs they have, and now that's all. So he'll start every podcast talking about the other guy and blah, blah, and he can't help himself, you know? And he's a comic, so the insults are hilarious. So, like, to me, that's the one... That's, like, the one podcast now... <laughs> excuse me, sorry. That I'm... Uh, that I look forward to. Uh, I don't even know when I'll it comes out. I just get the notification. Again. And I'm... But he's, like, you know, he's not exactly, uh, uh, you know, 
It's amazing, you know. If if he get if he got big, he would be canceled. Like I'll just say that, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. The things that come out of his mouth are like whoa. But he doesn't give you that vibe where Anthony Cumbia when he was on O and A, you know, he would make jokes, but you didn't, you know, you, they were jokes. So you thought, and then it comes out. So well, no, thought, that's kind of yeah, like yeah. Nick DiPaolo was always like that guy, and now he's just some bizarre right wing uh, psychopath. And- but, but Kevin Brennan seems like he's generally like he's he doesn't seem like a psycho or an extremist. He's just a funny, bitter dude. He just seems like a neighborhood guy that would do the same thing on the corner. Mm. Oh, you yeah. Know what I right. mean? And, and that's like and that's exactly like what I always, you know. All right. I guess that's the you key. Know, yeah. He just sound, he's just himself. You don't get the, the idea yeah. that he's somebody else. And I guess that's what I'm looking for a little bit because even, you know, hey, we talked about it before or even, you know, the whole Dave Chappelle in comedy. Like, it's hard for me to – I just want Dave Chappelle to be funny again. I don't even care if he's a little biting, but it's hard to have – be lectured by a trillionaire. Oh, I can't – like, that. now that that special has been out for, like, a while, I'm still, like – the Michael Shea, uh, you know, the dude from SNL, I didn't watch the whole thing, but, like – from what I saw of it, it tur- it, it starts off. It's kind of like just kind of uh, gross and, and 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 crude, but then that guy, that dude's I don't know. The first half hour of that is funnier than the last like whatever everything Dave Chappelle's put out on Netflix, and he's not trying to be a preacher. You know what I mean? He's not trying to change hearts and mind like Dave Chappelle he, is trying to do. Yeah, Dave Chappelle's jokes. like, let me pick on these people. Let me let yeah. me convince you of why I, I am for the greater good if you just allow me to pick on these people and don't you dare complain about it. Like who? That's not. Yeah. I don't know what comedy is, but Dave Chappelle, those specials to me are no longer no longer comedy. No, but Michael no, Che I, is like, I, oh, here, here's what we're looking for. Here's a funny dude making some of the same points, but they're 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 more they're sharper because they're funnier. Like there's stuff in that you're kind of uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh yeah, I never thought about it that way. Like he just says something about uh, I don't even know something about the there, there's a bunch of funny lines that are race related. That uh, they're hilarious. Yeah, we better let him say it. We'll both watch. And right, and I, say and I, yeah, right, right. And I don't remember what I it was. Said a guy is funnier on drugs. Something we don't want, we don't want to get any more. Yeah, problems. you wished already. It was something about the national anthem and the way black people view it, which was I was like, ah, oh, damn. It was it was a unique perspective, you know. Now, like Eddie Murphy used to do back in the day, and we bring you into that. Oh yeah, that's a different. I never knew as a, as a white guy from Northern Westchester, New York. Uh, I, I was uh, accused of being a cisgender white male on this very podcast by woke guests a couple of years back. And uh, yeah, I, I like different perspectives. I, I want my humor. I like my my humor biting. You know what I mean? You know, and maybe, you know, it opens your eyes. It makes you laugh. Also, you know, there's nothing funnier than a black guy doing a white guy's voice. I think that is the funniest <laughs> thing that, in the world. It's always you funny. Know. It's if true. that's me being a racist, I yeah, think it's the funniest true. thing in the world. Um, <laughs> yeah, that that yeah, and that goes back to like Eddie Murphy when he put on the white guy suit and that skit. Yeah. <laughs> and the kid he goes in the shop and the guy just gives him the stuff for free. Yeah. Here, take it, take it. It's okay. That Did you see funny. Michael Che actually was in the news? Him and uh, Tim Dillon were having a big fight. No, no, I had no Twitter idea. Twitter war. Yeah. No, I I, I, Tim like Dillon, last... I guess I'm supposed to think is fun. I mean, I've seen him a little bit. I don't know. Well, I guess he ripped apart. I guess he ripped apart SNL uh, okay. saying it's not funny. And then Michael Che wrote back, you know, like, oh, you know, like they w- had some words where they both insulted each other. I will say Tim Dillon insulted Michael Che a little bit more. 
I don't necessarily know. I mean, I don't necessarily think uh, SNL is this cultural. Uh, Pretty easy to make fun of anymore. SNL for not yeah, being fun. Like, yeah, like they're definitely safe now. You know what I mean? And I think that's Tim Dillon's point. But also Michael Chase was like, who are you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, that. and I mean, you know, then they argued over that. And, you know, of course, you know, Michael Chase still, all right, you're on him. You know, the guy is a bigger entity than Tim Dillon. Um, so well, I, I guess Tim Dillon's funny. whole claim to fame is that he's got like a crap load of Patreon. I, I don't well, know Tim Dillon. I hear the name all the time, but I've never actually. I've just seen to him, him on Rogan and just those like other comedy type. Uh, what is it? He, like he just pops up. Yeah. In a bunch of, and more people talk about him because I don't know that, him at all. Yeah. That's how I, I just, yeah. And I think what, uh, Michael Che like alluded to, and again, don't quote me, but I'm not getting, I'm not saying anything salacious. Like in, in a, in a roundabout way, he said, well, he's a, a failed comedian. Okay. And then, you know, oh, that's a little, or weird. he's a media person. And, you know, what's his name? Uh, Tim Dillon was like, well, yeah, I'll take a media person. I make this on Patreon. I, you know, I'm, whatever. So, you know, so they were just going back and forth. So I thought that was kind of, I love when comedians get into fights though. Like, especially, yeah. you know, it's also, it's it interesting is. now to watch like, uh, cause you had mentioned Rogan, the whole flack that Joe Rogan gets. I mean, I, <clears throat> I stopped listening to Joe Rogan when he went to Spotify just because I mean, we're on Spotify, right? But I don't even listen to us on Spotify. It's like Spotify is just not my, it's just not my thing. I don't, it's, it's not an app I use. It's not a streaming service I use. Okay. So he's exclusively on there. So I don't really listen. He'll pop up on, uh, you know, on YouTube once in a while. But like, I don't know. I think people like, I think the mainstream media just needs to, I don't know, don't report on Joe Rogan. Who cares? He's going to say what he's going to say. And then he'll contradict himself. And then he'll just say the same thing again. Like a jockey bro, dude, that he just is, right? He's, yeah. talks for four hours. And if you give him the, uh, listen, I also don't think they should be putting Stern in the news. I don't think they should put Rogan in the news because these are guys that just talk uh, out their ass yeah. in, a, in a simple term like that. Um, you know, he's not an authority on anything. I mean, I guess if you're going to watch talk about MMA, like the guy is definitely probably an authority on that. If you want to talk about juicing and getting built and getting, you know, working out, the guy's definitely an affinity on that. Yeah. Um, and when he has, I mean, I know, think Rogan's at his best. It's just like the old Stern is when it's just like him talking with a bunch of comedians. Yes, like if you're listening yes. to Joe Rogan to hear Alex Jones, well, that's your problem. Well, you know, yeah. I don't think Joe Rogan I is, think, I don't think the average Joe Rogan, because here's the stereotype, like the, the stereotype out there is that the average Joe Rogan listener is like an alt-right wacko who worships at the feet of uh, Alex Jones. Yeah, I'm, there's definitely a percentage that's like that, but I don't think that's everybody, you know? No, so I kind of no, just, I, I mean, I he'll buy, but that's the thing nowadays. It's like you can't have... There's not one entertainer who, especially in comedy, that you're going to agree with on every single point. Like, I remember as a kid growing up, Stern bothered me where he'd, like, say retard and stuff like that. He would say yeah. that all the time. And that was something that was always kind of hurt, you know? It was just like, I never liked that. Uh, but, you know, it was just like, you had to, what, what are you going to, you know, every, everybody's got something. You know, and yeah. I think nowadays, it's, you know, if, if they don't, you're going to get attacked no matter what. So, that, yeah, and you're right. There's no way you can talk for four hours, especially if you're having a, a, a conversationalist. And the guy is a genius conversationalist. I mean, you know, you can't take that away from him. 
He's going to say something you disagree with over the course of 3,000 shows in well, 10 years. Thing. And he's having, and, and sure, he's having guests to, like, what drives me nuts about people that complain. I mean, listen, we, we get on here and complain about movies that are so, up to our standards. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but well, we do. It's, like, it's called Insufferable Bastards. But it's also like with like a Rogan or any of these people, like they have to have guests. And of course, you're going to pick a guest that is either going to get them like in the news, get them, you know, they're going to have maybe somebody that is a left, a little left or a little right just to get, you know, a jumping off point. Like if you take everything that these idiots say every day, I mean, listen, I'm not getting medical advice from Joe Rogan, which I also think is hilarious. Right. And that idiot football player. I mean, that was hilarious in and of itself. <laughs> I don't know who that, I don't know who Aaron Rodgers is. I have no idea. I don't follow football. But I think that but, makes Joe Rogan funny. Yeah, like, the whole thing is hilarious. <laughs> I mean, it's just the greatest thing ever. I got I duh, duh. like that like, guy's obviously brain dead. The news. I think is what shows you what a bunch of morons this entire world is. Right. Like, just yeah, that, just, like yeah. I like to get mad at Joe Rogan. No, the guy just said, Hey man, this is what we get off. Like stand up comedy. Yeah, he's a comedian. Yeah, and I guess what's like uh, part of what's happening, I think, because of COVID, right? And we had the lockdowns and wearing the masks and the vaccine and the vaccine works. It's not what they promised. Oh, we have to get a booster. Oh, here's a new variant. Everything they said about the vaccine isn't true. And then going back to Trump saying it was going to be gone at any moment. I mean, there's a lot of comedians that have spoken out against masks and, and, and shutting because it, it's hurt their paychecks. Like, I get it, you know, but I, I think like, I get why Joe Rogan uh, is skeptical of mask mandates and, and all that stuff, because it's hurt it's his ability. His business. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, he's, of course, a podcaster making billions, but you can get it. I get why there's this whole undercurrent because a lot of this, the podcasts I listen to. They all come on there, and if there has four, if there's a panel of four people, one or two of the people will, will say something about how the mask thing is stupid. But they're stand up count; like they go into small spaces indoors, yeah. and that's yeah. how they earn their paycheck. So I sort of get that. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. The other thing I've been listening to a lot, uh, and I don't mean to jump, but I just ran out of no, things no. to say. Uh, I'm into like, all right, so I'm Kevin Brennan, right? trying to listen to Artie's podcast just these other random youtubers there's a guy i think he's called not funny or never not F no wait i got it wrong he's the guy that did that kumia at a at a baseball game yeah thing oh god i'm it's it's like not not funny youtuber here wait say something while i look this up did you watch uh, that one? All right, I'm not gonna be able to find it. I, anyway, so it's this guy. He's like he does like comedy stuff, and he did a, a legitimately pretty funny commentary on uh, Anthony Cumia and Compound Media doing a show at an uh, at a minor league baseball stadium, and it's it's funny because you know the the stands are empty, <laughs> you know, yeah. and it's kind of like. I mean, it's sort of toxic because there's his whole thing. Uh, part of it is how far have O and A fallen? You know, okay. like Opie, God bless him. His podcast oh, is is yeah. below, like it's below the production values of ours. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just, a bad one. It's just, I mean, there's no video for this one, but like even me, I'm sitting in the dark with uh, just the screen illuminating my face. Like that's better. Art, Artie's, I mean, uh, Opie's either backlit. Or he's like on a on a beach walking along, and it's just yeah, like yeah. 
This is a guy whose his profession was radio for general. He was the biggest, you know, aside from Stern, they were the biggest radio show yes. the last uh, whatever. I mean, I guess Rush Limbaugh, if you're going to count that. But you know what uh, I mean, yeah. of the yeah, shock jocks. Mean, of that shock jock <laughs> era, yeah. So, so that's pretty good uh, because it is fascinating, like, as controversial as a lot of the ex-shock jocks are. You know, Stern and, and ONA, they all have on Reddit. It's just like people, they're ex-fans who now just hate them, even though they listen yeah. religiously and they actually love them, but they just they make it a point to just tear them apart. And a lot of times it's actually kind of interesting, I got to say. I don't know why I all like right. that. And that's what, like we talked earlier about. I loved when Stern or whoever would fight on the Stern show. That was always the most yeah. real to me. Yeah. And it still is. That's kind of lacking on air a lot, aside from Kevin Brennan. But it, it exists between the fans on uh, on places like Reddit. Well, I mean, I guess I'm on a Facebook group or I'm, you know, one of the Howard Stern and it is hilarious how like, you know, everyone just goes at each other. Right. Yeah. And it's I don't like well, like I don't, you know, I don't know if I and I'm like I said, I'm one of those guys that I could call in every day. I know that much. I am that invested. I have an opinion about everything that happens on the but I just could never do that because it's not like like I think it's a mental defect to call in. You know what I mean? Like well, at this point, like that. Like aren't the aren't all the callers like professional callers or something like that well, at this that's point? Aren't they definitely like definitely an issue? Yeah, like there's scripted. definitely that. And I think that's probably because he's afraid to pick up the phone because he yeah. doesn't know what he's gonna what get. Are they, yeah, he's gonna, he's definitely beyond um, uh, letting people talk honestly. And criticize yeah, and that, and I think that's one of the other things. You know, again, I've had the opportunity. I've been to his studio. I had the opportunity, you know, to possibly like be there when the show was on air. Um, I turned it down because I don't want to break that fourth wall. I know that might be. Like, I would never want to meet Howard Stern because, I mean, I did, especially at the time that I could have. Um, you know, I thought think the guy's funny, but what the hell am I going to say to the guy? You know what I mean? Mm. Like, at least you know, even Artie, I would have felt more like, hey, Artie, I'm fire. Like, I would feel like more. You know, I could get away with that, even though that guy had a penthouse apartment or whatever, and uh, you know, a a beach house on the beach, and well, that doesn't. Of course, he had a beach house on a beach. Uh, but uh, like that type of thing, you know. Uh, you know, breaking that like for that that wall. I just never, never, ever, ever wanted to do that. And I guess, I like uh, with all these, especially those shock jocks. I mean, like now, just the term shock jock is probably it's taboo. Um, it's gone. It's taboo. There are no more. Yeah, apparently, like, you don't want to be that anymore. And I guess I could see that's why, you know, Howard Stern's tried to clean his image up, and and most of them. Uh, have tried as well. I mean, I guess Kumi is never gonna. I mean, he uh, is. He is who he is. I mean, he's perfectly yeah. fine. It seems appealing to who he appeals to. And sometimes, like you know, you'll you'll see a YouTube clip, and it's like he's not saying anything, you know, insanely racist or Nazi. You know what I mean? Like he's he's yeah. he'll be talking about, hey, you know what? The French Connection doesn't hold up. It's not a good movie, which I disagree with wholeheartedly. But it was pretty good radio. Uh, it's more than I can say. You know, I listen to that podcast, Who Are These Podcasts? And I'm not a fan of the podcast. Uh, I, I, I Actually, it's grown on me because I'll, what I'll do is I'll just fast forward to where they gossip about, about uh, Stuttering John. And Stuttering it's just John. fun to hear. But I think, you know, and I've, I said this before, I think a lot of time, a lot of times, Who Are These Podcasts? They are what they're making fun of because 
it's just a regular radio show. You know, the guy's voice is even kind of sounds like he's doing yeah. a radio. You know what I mean? Like he's got that kind of thing going on. Uh, but they've checked in with like, you know, like Bubba the Love Sponge, like what he's up to now. And it's amazing how, you know, they're not just off, but they're doing like horrible podcasts, like low quality. Yeah. A lot of these guys, maybe Man Cow or something like that, or one of the other. Well, I know Bubba is, is definitely one of those. I mean, he was delivering food during the pandemic to make money because he was definitely getting a guaranteed you know paycheck for that that's so crazy because like he called into howard recently because they had you know oh really their other call well yeah because one of their fake callers you know one of their voices was bubba calling in okay. like and then the real bubba called in well that's a that must that's a callback for stern fans to the era where uh, bubba the love sponge was on that was that was kind of the low point i thought like of the as good as he's been or was on serious having bubba on there was just gross I never liked yeah. any of that. I never liked Bubba. I mean, yeah. it had nothing to do with, I just, you know, that that was a, listen, here's the thing about Howard. And I, you know, you can believe me or not. I never liked the salacious sex stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't think most especially people Especially watching it. You know, yeah. so I didn't mind, you know, I never, you know, I never really watched it. I really did like the banter. Um, and back then it would be funny to have a celebrity interview because the celebrities either hated him or, you know, it'd be starting John screaming out questions to them. That's the stuff I liked where it was where, it, you know, you were fighting the man, the Hollywood system. I mean, now, now you, you could argue that Stuttering John is doing that more than anybody at this well, point. I mean, yeah, Stuttering John's stuttering. podcast is, first of all, he looks like me. I'm like, I got like eight chins. I'm bloated. I look really unhealthy. And I like Stuttering John looks, he he's me. But uh, there's always but something going wrong with that show. It's All hilarious. Right, but here's the difference. Talking about the Stuttering John podcast. For, I don't root for Stuttering John the way I do Artie. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's because, like, I think, you know, Stuttering John, yell, like, it's probably half the stuff he says is probably all true. Like, when he does say some stuff about the show, I believe He's so all over the says, place, though. He's like, you know. But I think he's kind of a baby about it. Like, he sued them. Because they were playing. Oh, his clips right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, no offense. Of course you're in the clips. That's kind of wacky. Yeah. And you know what sucks for being a fan? Now that he said that, you know, there was a time like Artie was going off on Howard when he was in his real bad days. What happens is then Howard probably doesn't hear it because he's in his bubble. But if it does filter back to him, what he'll do is, Oh, well, then you know what? Just cut that stuff out of the show. So now we get less and less like old school bits with those guys in it. And they were all a huge part of the show. And I get it. You got screwed over. You're maybe not your legacy because that is the one thing. The curse of the Howard Stern show is if you leave and Howard just never mentions you, you're just never mentioned again. Mm. Like it's literally that. You know what I mean? Like, uh, and call it like when he does get a caller, they'll try to sneak a Shuli thing in or an Artie thing in like, and you know, once in a blue moon, he'll like, you know, fall, like, you know, get it. Like, uh, what's his name? Sour shoes always calls in and in the middle of like his songs and rants, he'll do an Artie impersonation mm. and Howard will be like, Hey, Artie, how you doing? You know, like he has to give in now because it's just so up. Sour there. shoes, the pride of Mayapak, Connecticut. Yeah. Uh, but like, and who would have thought Julie would be like the most stable of uh, all the people on the show afterward? It's like he seems. I, I haven't listened to. I haven't. He's kind of disappeared I off my radar. To that, he kind of disappeared off my. I don't know if that means the show's still there. Yeah. I wonder, how does but, that happen? Podcasts are so weird. 
I mean, maybe they get like maybe an agent. He has a professional push for a while, then it just dies off. I don't know how that all happens because it's not popping up anywhere. Yeah, I'm not. Like, yeah, when Artie Lang came back. It came right up on my feed because I'm a stern guy. Yeah, I do. I do uh, like the the Tiger Belly and uh, Bad Friends with uh, you Andrew know, so Santino that, and Bobby Lee. What is that? Uh, like all things comedy. So anything they do, the Bill I get. Burr thing. Yeah, I always get that guy. You always talk. Uh, meant, you know, the guy that was on the Real World. Oh, Theo Va- you know, uh, Vaughn. Yeah, he I just had like, a Netflix special. Yeah. And how the hell? If we're talking about like radio podcast, how does what's his name still have a show? Um, um, Brian Callen? No, he does. He's back uh, now too. The guy that was supposed to be in that movie you worked on or that Netflix show, uh, Chris D'Elia. Yeah, the Chris D'Elia. And it isn't like it's it's weirder now because it's like follows him around with his wife like Christmas shopping. Oh, I haven't watched it. I mean, I saw like he and came back him. and it was such a weird vibe. It was like <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Like, it's just, I like, all right, the guy, whatever, you know, look it up if you don't know what happened to him. It's some weird sex scene and, you know, possible under. It's hard to even explain. I don't even understand it. To be totally honest, because I never knew the guy. But all those comedians on All Things Comedy seem to be like really good friends with him and then just never bring him up again. Um, but then he just does a show, and I know I have, like, wood paneling. You can't, you know, but it's even creepier than, like, my set. It looks like a one of those well, and he's got, crazy. I mean, he's got, he's, like, an intense dude, which kind of was, like, sort of his edge as, as a comedian. But now it just comes across as full-on creepy based on the accusations. Well, yeah. that, he just, so this is a guy's a real creep. I totally see him doing it now because the I way he's come back, and he's got those crazy, intense eyes. I've watched three of them now, and they are freaking weird. Oh, I might have to check that out. I haven't watched Tiger Belly in a very... I was, like, way into Tiger Belly, but I kind of fell out of it. I, I You know how I listen to a little bit is the H3 podcast, that guy Ethan and his wife, whatever. I don't know her name. They're pretty good. He's always stirring up... Uh, yeah, he's I get, he's a real he was he's a YouTuber and he's been, like, embedded okay. in the culture of YouTube for a long time. And I guess he started off, he was like... You know, YouTube had, like, a sketch comedy thing going with, like, People younger than it was like a millennial thing, like real crappy. A few of those, (laughs) real crappy comedy, you know. And somehow, like he 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 became known as a YouTube sketch performer, Uh, and then he just launched the podcast. And half of what he does is just look at like other YouTubers who are in trouble. Like he's always going after the guy uh, Drama Alert, who I know for my (laughs) son. This guy Keemstar. There's a whole other world out there. Keemstar is like the TMZ. Of young people, YouTube. Young people. Yeah, he's okay. like the TMZ, but he's an old guy. Like, and he's he, but he he has a beard and he wears a hat and he, but he's like pushing forty, but he tries to push off. You know, he tries to pretend he's like nineteen. So it's kind of it's cringy, as the kids say. So I, I totally interrupted you though, but that's like my guy who I, I'll listen to Ethan Klein a little bit. And he had he got I guess he had something where he challenged the. <coughs> He challenged uh, louder with Crowder that that weirdo okay, yeah. kind of I guess he's considered yeah. right wing to uh, Stephen Crowder uh, to a debate, and then uh, when he at the like when it went live, he had some other left wing genius guy sit in for okay. him, you know, because he, he, he he's like he's like, I'm not the smartest guy in the world, I'm not going to debate <laughs> this dude, and then the kid the guy wouldn't debate him. And Louder with Crowder is where Dave Landau went. He was Anthony's co-host on the Compound Media. All right, yes. And Kevin Brennan had like a legendary on-air fight with the guy on the Jim and Sam show. Where Brennan also a great 
of uh, Brennan like getting fired or arguing with the owner. Oh yeah, the he, it was show. all over. Yeah, Lando got the yes. sidekick job. Yeah, and that's where I was like, oh, Kevin Brennan's my hero because he just he just fights with everybody. He doesn't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll just do a show on a Wednesday. I mean, well, you know, I'll just come in, do my show, and I'll leave. But, you know, like it was just, oh, it was great. Uh, speaking of YouTube, I don't know anything about YouTube. I don't know anything about influencers, but I've been watching these. Like, I guess it's cops on YouTube, but like oh, they did a thing where they arrested some YouTuber. He was some Russian guy. I guess he did skits, and then I think he eventually went into adult stuff. But he's, like, all roided out. And they just for 33 minutes, like, he's drunk or messed up or high. He punched a woman just walking down the street, and it's just a oh. cop showing up at his house. I kind of know the guy handle. you're talking about. Yeah, he's some... some weird handle. But I watched then I watched a whole video on who he was and where he his rise and fall. Yes. Like, I, yeah. I was getting all, like – like that's the greatest thing, you know. I'll start off with a, an Artie, then I'll go to an Artie on Stern heroin thing, and then all of a sudden it just throws you into a whole. Like by the time you could spend days on YouTube, and you know, and just go like I like I said I whatever this guy's name was. I know who you're talking about. Name. Yeah, and it was just the cops. Literally, I just watched the cops, and it's all there. Uh, body cam footage. Somebody just released and all of it. It's yeah, like they just released it all, and it is not like you know when I'm you know, it's not a a fluid story. You know what I mean? Because it jumps around. It's just hilarious because you know it was definitely during COVID time. He wouldn't put a mask on, and this is like when you didn't know how you were gonna get it. The guy's half naked, like drunk, like passing out. Like Jeez. oh my god, it was just legendary. It also made me really miss cops, especially like early cops. <laughs> The uh, I was gonna say like we actually spent I mean that time we went to your your uh, Peter Gerner a fellow special effects makeup artist dude we went down to his house and we spent like really an entire day watching that I had just discovered the YouTube channel Beige Frequency and that guy had done a podcast or not a podcast a, 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 an internet YouTube documentary on Anthony Cumia. Uh, and it was it was like eight hours long, right? Yeah, and you could watch it for an entire day, and and which we did when we were down there. And that guy, he he doesn't upload that much, but he's interesting because he hates uh he hates like Brent. He's another of these comedy critics who like us like hate everything. Like I'm saying, I hate everything, but he you know it's a it's a pretty well thought out. Uh, totally opinionated, anonymous, so probably slanderous as well. But he had one on the on Brendan Schaub or Schaub, whatever his name, who is the fighter is and the that kid. The fighter, yeah, he's yeah. like just like just like aggressively unfunny. You know what I mean? Just like a, I mean the broest of the bros. He's like like Rogan to another level. Uh, so, but this guy's like was pretty pretty brutal on him. And then the guy Porcelain, who did the he did these Joe Matarese documentaries. <laughs> Okay, I've heard of those. Yeah. Oh, if you look up porcelain, it's spelled P-O-R-S-A-L-I-N. Yeah. And just watch the porcelain. He's, he did two Joe Matarese documentaries. Oh, all right. And, a, and, a sec, and Joe Matarese, he was buddies with Artie. He's a stand-up yep. comic. Yep. But, like, I, you just got to watch him. I can't. They're, they're so good. They're, they're both so good. And then the second one, Joe Matarese actually participates. Oh, Wow. <laughs> And that's like, and Joe Monterey's is like, why are you so, you know, it's just, it's really good. It's really good. And he went on Brennan's podcast and, and they talked about it because Bre- he did one on Brennan, but it's, it's more, uh, 
it's more of a fan sort of thing about because uh, you know oh, Kevin okay. Brennan has a lot of respect from people for just being an a hole. You know, like I mean, that's really why I list, I got into him. But anyway, I blabbed. I guess on. that's our that's our that's our that's podcast. Our, what we're listening to. Oh, the other thing I was going to say is just I'll never I, my biggest regret is I worked briefly at the Hartford Current in Hartford, Connecticut. You know, I had my forty five minute commute to work, and uh, I was on their web staff. But I would also sort of freelance. You could get an extra couple of bucks, and I would do, you know, I, I went to horror conventions and wrote about it. Mm-hmm. And I did a thing on uh, when comedy, you know, like when, when uh, Rogan went after Mencia, there was some jokes, yep. thief stuff going on. That had all popped up. So I interviewed Greg Fitzsimmons. I don't even know how I got in contact with him. I, I think I just. He was definitely t- doing a show up there. Well, no, he was just, no, Greg, I just, no, I just called him. Like uh, you just called him. Yeah, yeah. He for the for the comedy thief uh, uh, okay. article. It was just to get somebody in there, and uh, he invited me to go. To, he was appearing on Stern the next morning, so oh, wow. I worked the three to eleven right. shift, I and I was like, oh, I'm gonna get home at midnight. I'd have to get up because I'm what I'm two hours outside of New York City. Really, I'd have to. I'd have like four hours sleep. Then I go to the Stern show. And then I have to drive all the way back up to Hartford. All the way back, yeah. Uh, and I did see, you know, what was it? Uh, uh, I saw where, you know, the Howard's first, his, you know, his Hartford radio job was. That station is now gone, I believe, or at least maybe it's switched over. But the house it was in, I did make it a point to go, there. to go drive by, and I saw it. Because it was a decent classic rock station, but now I don't know what it is. Uh, but anyway, but I said no, because I was like, oh, it would be impossible. And I regret that so much, because I ended up leaving the job within seven months. I was only there for seven months. But uh, that was my one chance. He's going to have me sit in the green room. And I, but I, thought, I also thought, like, Greg Fitzsimmons was kind of creepy. I'm like, well, why are you just inviting me out of the blue? Like, what's your angle? You know, I don't know what was going on there. But now that I've listened to his pod, he actually has a pretty good podcast. Uh, yes, I've heard his before. Uh, I don't follow it regularly. Fitzdog yeah, Radio. Him, yeah, I find him. Uh, he's a guy that wants to do, a, like, a, a legitimate radio show. But there's just no market for that anymore. Yeah. And I think he he was he used they used, they used to give him an hour, like on a, on the Stern channels. And I always found his interesting if he had a good guest. Exactly. Yeah. If he's got a guest on there, he's really good. Especially somebody you know. Like I mean, he's had he had everybody on. I mean, he's had like that yeah. whole. He's in but California. He has like stronger fr- friendships with certain ones, and like where he'll be more down to earth. Yeah, and, like and he was a writer on Crashing. I guess that's the other thing. He was one of the one of the main yes. writers on, on Crashing. Alan DeGeneres show. Oh so yeah, and, he, and he, yeah, he was stories. He was one of the early guys to say that she's no good. I mean, he didn't go out yeah. and like he didn't air at laundry, but he, he I mean, airs laundry, whatever, dirty laundry. If you but read he was, between the lines, yeah, he, he was. Talked, he was you definitely knew exactly what he was talking about. Yeah. But it turns out, like, because I, I, I thought about that for years, like, why did he even offer me that? Because I was just like a random reporter who uh, who had interviewed him. And at the time, you know, at the time he was doing, he was like hosting the AVN Awards. He had that kind of, a, he had like a weird. He was either going to be going like into the stern world and be like a Bubba guy, or you know, be, go more legit. But then, well, on since probably, I listened to his pot, he, huh? He probably wanted to look more legit in the, uh, you know, like, hey man, put me on a, a regular shift. Well, he, well, I don't know what it was. Yeah, he, he, he wanted me to go. He was gonna, he was gonna have me wait in the green room. But anyway, but I guess like people had been just randomly kind to him, and I guess he was just trying to pass okay. it on because he's talked so he's about how like okay. random comedians from like because his dad was a radio guy, yep. uh, in New York, 
And so he was a member of the Friars Club. And he said, like, just random comedians would just be cool to him for no reason. And, uh, and I guess he, cause he's like real tight with Judd Apatow. So anyway, that was, he, it wasn't that he wanted to molest me or he thought he, like I was a young child. He was just a decent dude. He was just a decent man. Right. I still have his, uh, his phone number. I don't know if it's still good. I got it on an index card, him and the guy oh, from, wow. uh, clerks like back in the day, many years ago, I, I met Brian you. Yeah, I interviewed him for like a half hour. That's right. I remember. I remember. I remember all those and, interviews uh, you did. You but did I, David, uh, this was at a horror convention, but it was like at one o'clock in the morning. And so I forgot to turn the tape recorder on. So I just never. <laughs> <laughs> Not really a career highlight. But we had a long talk, too. And that was like he wasn't doing a huge amount of. Pr- you got to think that was like that had to be 21 years ago, at least 21, 22, 23 yeah. years ago, something, something along those lines. So, but anyway, all right. If you're even yawning, imagine what our listeners I'm are yawning. doing right now. I yawned. I'm sorry. So, I ate turkey. Yeah, that's. Uh, I heard that's a myth. All right. Oh, I want to mention real briefly. This should probably be a separate episode as well. But the show, The Shrink Next Door. If you want to look at Is that two, on Apple TV or something? it's on Apple TV. Ah. Will Farrell is a revelation in it. He is oh, so really good, it, good, and it's just it's a drama. Like there's there's it's about Paul Rudd, who's also really good, plays a psychiatrist who basically takes over Will Ferrell's life, and not in a funny way, and it's a true story. So and also really good is Catherine Hahn, who plays a prominent role in like the first couple of episodes, and kind of drops away, and I don't know maybe she comes back, but he she plays uh, uh, Ferrell's Will Ferrell's sister. So I can't recommend that enough. It my wife hates it because it's too much. Like she just can't. It's so. It's very tense because you just see like you just want to scream at Will Ferrell's character. He's taking, you know, and he's he's what are you doing? But uh, that's really good. And I started to watch, although I took a break. Uh, Dope sick on Hulu, like you had mentioned I, there. And Michael, I love that show. It's I I'm like not sure I like the turn Michael Keaton's character has taken a couple episodes in, but that was a role. Like he plays a small town doctor. And the whole thing is about uh, how Oxycontin came around and how it was perpetuated by Purdue Pharma. And really, it, the, the goal was profit above uh, helping people or, or helping yes. people with their pain. It was all about profit, selling and getting as many people to take their pills as possible. Uh, and that's been proven. I mean, that's, that's what it was. It was, you know, yes. a, a pro- it, wasn't, it wasn't about medicine. So Michael Keaton plays a small town doctor in a mining town. I guess is it West Virginia? I don't even know where exactly what state or is it, it is. Kentucky. It's one of those. Yeah, it's, 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 wherever you know. mining happens these days. Uh, and, and like in the past, that it could be a cliched role. Like I could see years ago, they just would have given that role to Wilford Brimley as like the small town, sure. you know. Yep. But Michael Keaton brings something else to it, and he's really effective in it. And it's, it's pretty good. I mean, my only complaint about it is like some of the characters are basically like they're just like when the one woman who was in a testimonial for Oxycontin when it was first being marketed to doctors and pain clinics, uh, they go, the, the, the guy investigating what's going on from the U.S. attorney's office talks to her and she's like, well, now I'm homeless. I lost my car. You know, the, the testimonial was BS. Uh, and, you know, and she's a, she's a black woman and she's like, we all know that. Nothing will ever happen because we got black kids doing 10 years and doing life for selling marijuana and nothing will happen because they're a big rich company. And it's like, that doesn't sound like a person that just sounded like a, I mean, yeah, yeah. you know what they, I mean? They took, 
they yes 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 there's a lot of that in that where it's it's a little it's a little preachy it's like i know i understand that's happening tell me more of like how this happened i I, you know it's also they show you know like you know the entire mining town is is addicted to oxy you know what i mean like there's a lot of that which maybe hey i don't know but you know like there's a lot of that in there too i just think the performances even like rosario Rosario dawson's real good good. yeah 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 like it's like an all-star cast it's like a guy mayor winningham has a small role you know it's everybody the 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 guy that uh owns the the, the family the the family guy the oh my God. uh the pharma guy yeah yeah he's so oh, good that guy is like creepy he, it, it's like the best movie a lot of movies he was in Fargo season three uh, and he was in uh, uh, uh what was that Cohen Brothers he was, he was in, in Cohen Brothers some the, man you know, uh, uh, a simple uh, a simple man a simple gentleman something like a, that a great movie like it's just a movie about being Jewish I mean it's, it's a great movie yeah, yeah he is yeah. he is like. He is his voice in it is just like he's pure evil. He's it's the best like evil. he's like the best villain. I put him next to like Freddy Krueger and Jason. He's so evil. All yeah, in the name so of profit. See where that goes. I've been watching Midnight Mass. I, you know, I tried to get into that. I got it. I just I kind of just turned it, it, it off. It takes a I few episodes. Uh, I'm not. I was loving it a little bit more now that the hook is there, and I think I have one more episode left. I don't know. It's, it's, a, okay. it's just it's a Stephen it's Stephen King, but right. not by Stephen King. It's you can tell this guy grew up watching Stephen King stuff. Uh, I got to like the yeah, episode yeah. where like the cats showed up dead on the beach, and I'm just kind of like, all right, I don't know what's going on here. It kind of gets better right after that because that's kind of where <laughs> it sets it up. Which is the other thing: we'll just set the goddamn show up and move on. Oh, that could have been the first episode. <laughs> That's and that's the way with all these shows. All right, so I've been watching Yellow Jackets, the Showtime show about the sock girl oh, soccer team. It's pretty good. I've only seen two episodes, and it's pretty. Uh, I like it so far. It's interesting because okay, ostensibly it's about a soccer team crash lands and what happens to them, but they it's all told. You join the characters, yes. You see them later in life, which is very effective because you don't know where it's going. So it's not it's not linear storytelling, which would have seemed familiar. You know what I mean? So I don't know where alive with a you know with a happy ending, right? What I mean, or or what have you? Um, Alive. I saw that in the theater. God, that's a terrible movie. (laughs) Like an uplifting movie about cannibalism is so a Disney movie about cannibalism. Joe Queen in a movie line went and saw that in the theater and got up and screamed, (laughs) "Eat Vincent Spano first! Inspired me to become a reporter. Oh, that's a horrible movie. Uh, Oh, and Tiger King too. You watched it? I did watch you Tiger like King too. Is it good? I got to say, I, I mean, it's getting crushed. Like the Onion, or not the Onion, AV Club is like, this is the last thing we need right now is to go back and revisit these horrible people and blah, blah, blah. And the first one's terrible. We all should be ashamed for watching it. And I get all that. And we've said the same thing where it was uh-huh. like, it's not a documentary. It's a reality show. I got to say, this one is more of your traditional kind of crime. Your your standard Netflix you know, who done it, but it's not really a who done it. Yeah. It's more of a traditional crime documentary. It's nothing like the oh, first right. one. So I gotta but say I just it, wanna know what the weirdo that took over for 
that weirdo guy. It, I want to know more about him. It goes, yeah, and that's what it's about. It goes into more of the, the yeah, like uh, the exotic Joe, whatever the hell his name is, Tiger Joe, whatever the hell that guy's name is. Uh, Joe he's Exotic, I'm sorry. He's in jail now with his bad he, hair he's, doing that's it. He's not in it. Like, yeah, he's in jail. So they do, there's like yeah. probably, it sounds like they did one jailhouse interview with him and they cut some of that in, but it's not about him. And I, I it's nothing like the, the first one. So I, okay. I, in some ways it's better because it's just kind of straight ahead. So it was I, I liked it a lot. I, I watched it in one sitting. It, it kept me. So I gotta say it, it did okay. keep me. I mean, it's not gonna change your life. It's not gonna. It's not inspiring or or, or anything like that. It doesn't make you think uh, any uh, deeper about anything. Watched, but it's not bad. I watched something about Von Dutch. The Von Dutch, like uh, I, dude. I. Oh wait, are you still there? Yeah. I got so I got so excited. I smacked my mouse and you went. The screen went blank. All right, I watched that too. I just watched it. Like finished it yesterday. Like, He's gonna go first. We talked about writing a script, and we always said we wanted to make it in a certain era, just because the music would be so bad. Well, <laughs> now I'm like, wow, everyone's got to wear Von Dutch. Oh yeah. Like, because it, it sort of escapes me, and it seems like, did Hulu put this on me because they're also making the Tommy Lee and Pamela Anderson movie? Like, yeah, They're know. zeroing on a very specific point of, like, the 90s, early 2000s. Like, like, five years they're concentrating on. Like, the one guy, like, listen, it's a sensational doc. I don't know anything about it. I found it interesting. I think I, I'm up to, I don't know how many episodes there are. I I'm with there's three of them. But I think I don't feel like this. I think you're almost at the end. I think there's only three or four. Okay, because if there's three, I don't feel it ends correctly. Well, here's the reason why. Because it shouldn't be a documentary. I hate it. Well, all right. I mean, like dumbest thing I've ever seen. Like I'm like, why is this? It's like about like, a bunch of boneheads who somehow got rights to the name or whatever they did. To a guy that's not even any of them. They just basically stole another dude's artwork that right. basically said you can't copyright art. Like, you know, so they and copyrighted then, that guy. Right. And then somebody rips them off, a European guy. And then somebody rips that guy. It's just like, it, oh, God, it's horrible. But then it's horrible, a murder, and, but not a murder. And it doesn't. Yeah, the murder. Uh, yeah, right. They, 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 they pitch it like, oh my god, it's going to end in like well, somebody. Like, oh my god, all these people are going to die. No, it's some rich guy that's like, hey, all right, I ripped these guys off. Like, uh, you know, there's a murder, but it's sort of, it's sort of uh, like a sidebar to the whole thing. It's not part of the whole mystery. And like, yeah, you get to a, there's the bald guy, right? It starts off, it's the bald young guy, and you think it's all going to yeah. be, bad, but he's just like, a, he's like. Oh, he's always just like, oh, I sold this 24 hours a day. Like he was on one episode of Cribs and he thinks like, like that should have, yeah, he, it's, if there's anything that I've seen that doesn't deserve a documentary, it's that the whole story is the other thing. It was literally a guy that like, you know, the guy that knows the bad guys. His living in a trailer, no smoking anywhere on, on in Von Dutch or whatever. Like, right. So there's no proof that he had anything to do with it. I know one of the Escobars, and there's no police commenting, being like, "Oh yeah, yeah, he's a major. Yeah, he's a major dude." It's just these skaters being like, "Yeah, he was a badass of the neighborhood." Yeah, and the guy is like frail. He's like, "I got arthritis." Oh, that's the guy. That's the big scary guy. High. Like he definitely that wasn't weed he was getting high with. Right. Yeah. He's, he's like peeing in bottles right on screen. Like, he's rebasing like, cocaine. Yeah, that was. I was surprised at how awful that was. But but yeah, I, I had to watch the whole thing. I was I was intrigued, but they got me on the god darn trailer. Right. Because I thought there was going to be a murder. 
And, nope. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking for a little, you know, I was looking for a little, you, doc it, it looked like it was going to be like a crime doc with, with, with you know, yes. like a dark tale, uh, you know, one but of these whodunits world of fashion and like the nineties, which were late, early two thousands where, where like I knew what was going on. You know what I mean? I was out and about back then. But it's just some random. And yeah, the other thing is, which real, what's really hilarious about that. So this guy Von Dutch was a was a you know he makes this whatever he writes his name in a certain way, and then these like uh, skateboarders slash maybe uh, gangbangers get a hold of it, and then you know they start a company and they're making you know they're whatever they're trying to get a company off the ground. Then this other dude comes in, brings an established designer in, and they make stupid. They they just got lucky and rode the trucker wave thing. Like it yes. started the the trucker hat thing for five months. But like in a, then I, once you understand what they made their money off, it's like well, those all those other guys you introduced had nothing to do with any of that. Nothing. <laughs> they're like they're the, the, there was the first guy that just kept giving everyone like you just get, like, right. I forgot the about that guy. Which I love that guy. I would have rather seen a doc about that guy being bitter because he was funnier. Like ah guy, yeah, that guy should have died. You know, ah, he just kept giving the finger like to everyone. Yeah, I gotta bring that guy. I gotta do this interview laying down. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that was the only guy I kind of liked, and he's a total. They're all just total bums. It was like, hey, you want to watch a documentary? All their interviews, except for the the Latin gangbanger, or I don't know. Well, he's not even Latin. I, that's like, no, I think he's he was Mexican Japanese. The yes, the gangbanger. Like everyone else does their interview, what seems like from their bed. You know what I mean? Like they're like, but then the gangbanger. I can't tell you where I am. I'm in some disclosed, undisclosed, undisclosed yeah, like, an old warehouse, factory, empty factory warehouse. It looks where they filmed the end of a RoboCop. Like it's, yeah. it takes place yeah. and something yeah. like that for no reason. Oh, what the hell? And he like fake cries or he starts to cry. He cries a lot. Yeah. Oh my god! It was yeah. just. It's. Oh. And then like he's like my best friend was you know he was basically he he claims that his best friend was essentially Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. And then it's like you see footage of the guy, and it's like this guy doesn't seem like a psycho. He's a real, he's a crazy psycho guy, crazy psycho. Yeah, that was really awful. It was totally a really bad. That's the doc. thing about Hulu. Like of all the, uh, you know, Netflix does the exploitation docs. You know, they're trying to do poor man's thirty by thirty with those bad sport docs. Yes. Hulu is just repackaging like child to catch a predator stuff and just putting it, throwing it up there. Half they of it's ABC News specials. That I, yeah, see that they got me on one that I started, and I want to say it was like Summer Heat or something like that, or City Heat, and it was going to be about all the serial killers that were loose in, uh, you know, it, like during LA during the 1970s. But then I turned it on, and it's basically an ABC. I was waiting for John Stossel or you know some other square chin guy to show up and tell me, well, guess what? And today, and uh, you know, in 1977, on and the all, yeah, Street all they are, they're just repackaging their old news stories with yes. a new narration. They're real. There's yes. nothing. The whole thing about these crime docs is they're supposed to take another angle. No, this is just they're just rehashing the things they already broadcast and just repackaging it as a as a true doc. It's really kind of gross from a journalistic principle if you look at it and hulu's full of that like abc yeah. and it's all abc news it's some like it's direction abc, news. ABC yeah. news has taken with that let's make money off our archival footage that's what it all just sounds like uh to me and i was i was randomly everyone keeps talking everyone keeps talking to 
So I have I have the Roku and I do have Tubi and I noticed they have some documentary. It was late last night. I couldn't bring myself to actually watch it. But there's there's a yet another documentary on Jeffrey Dahmer and this one says like Tubi original. I guess it's like maybe it's Tubi's first venture into distributing content. But I'm just like how bad is how bad is a Tubi true crime? Now what is Tubi? It's just a streaming service. Like you go on there like. You I know, think I can get that on my. On it's my, yeah, it's free, and they just—I I guess they—they they just have. I mean, first of all, what, what what's amazing to me is that these like streaming ones that we've never heard of, like Tubi, they're like billion-dollar companies. Apparent, like I guess that's where everyone wants to advertise on. Because I made a remark once about how Pluto is like so low rent, but you know, it's like rolling and. Well, it's my just, buddy uses Pluto every day. They're Pac just, it's just my brother. It's a license to print money. So anyway, Tubi is like that. They just have you go on there and it's not it's not like it's a cheap streaming app. So I guess it's got a following among horror people. And we had a Menta on here and he was talking yeah. about it. You know, if and you want to watch Maisto does it too. He has right. a lot of he always mentions Tubi. It's got yeah, I they have a big library and it's sort of a varied library. So you can watch like the Dukes of Hazard, or you can watch, you know, the, the, there was the there's all the sequels to uh there was I Spit on Your Grave redone. And then there's oh, a million yeah. sequels. And then the yeah. original creator of I Spit on Your Grave, he made, he remade yes. the movie. So that's yeah. all on there. So they okay. have sort of okay. like, you can watch every cheap horror movie uh, ever made. So, uh, you know, that's Tubi. And I guess like I saw like one of my Facebook friends is <clears throat> a former film critic, or he's still a film critic, but he's not writing for a newspaper anymore because newspapers don't have, they you know, they went cheap and got rid of all their film critics. But he was noting that he saw some random documentary that came out in the 80s about, I don't know, some type of, he's really into like Criterion Collection RC, type. Yeah. yeah, yeah, some artsy-fartsy stuff. And he was like, it's on Tubi. So they have, I guess, an eclectic collection okay. of everything. But you go on there, and I guess part of its charm, it's not well organized. It, there's just like, here's just massive amounts of crap, and you can just scroll through it. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to it which i guess appeals to people so tubi i have like tubi i had it and i've looked at it a million times i just never realized like all the times we've had matt on he's like oh i found it on tubi i'm like what the fuck is tubi but apparently you know yeah i'm gonna say like because i got the i got a couple of the other ones uh the one that you just mentioned and occasionally i'll go on because they have uh you know uh, uh shout factory has a channel yes so i'll go check out a shout factory channel but you know i more or less spend the half hour uh, you know, searching through what I should watch. And then, and yeah, you don't watch have, anything. And yeah. then I'm like, yeah, I don't watch anything then because then I get bored and go do something well, else. Well, that's what I did. It's like, oh, well, here's I Spit on Your Grave, the remake one. I was like, I remember that came out. I like just watched some of the kills and then went to sleep. You know, it's like you just fast forward it all. Uh, it is kind of amazing that I Spit on Your Grave, the original version I mean, I, I, we're of the school that there's nothing redeeming about that. Like Roger Ebert's initial reaction to that movie was the right reaction it's not really it's not a feminist call it's just an exploitation yeah, of the it's lowest degree there's another school of thought you know that feels it's, it's completely yeah women empowering and purposely i don't see that but if you yeah. watch the, the new one they made it just like reaffirms that oh yeah the filmmakers are interested in you know exploitation and crap yes so i you know which is fine. I mean, hey, there's definitely an audience for that, but it's just yeah. weird to me that I Spit on Your Grave is one of those movies that's really like there's been, there's, you know, been books, literal uh, professors have written books studying 
freaking I spit on your grave. I don't get that. So freaking liberal intellectuals. I'm not a fan. I, I do own the movie because it has an incredible uh, Joe Bob Briggs uh, commentary. It's I spit on your grave. Oh, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. I remember watching that a few months. All right, so maybe that's that. Those are our thoughts on everything for one hour. I should probably divide this into two podcasts in some way. Did you see a pint of comics? They're, they're taking a little break, sort of. Our pal John Amenta. Oh, no, I didn't see that. Yeah, he posted on the Pine of Comics page. You know, they've, they've never, like, they've never missed a week since 2017. Damn. Which is crazy. Which is, like, in and of itself crazy. Wow. So he, he had a message. He had a message on there being like, I got to, like, hey, I'm going to get this episode out when I can. I'm a little overwhelmed. <clears throat> which is fine. I don't think anybody's going to hold it against him or even notice. You know what I mean? It's good to, like, yeah. you can't do it. Uh, yeah. I mean, you got life, anyway, real life, work, you got family all left. That dude works up, six so. days a week. He works six days a week. You know what I mean? Like, I'm fortunate. He's a devoted this, family man. Like, you know, right. I just don't, you know. And he, he does live streams. Yeah, yes. he's got a life going on. He does live streams. I asked him a couple of weeks ago for my day job, you know, to come and host the podcast, which I clearly feel like, oh, now I just probably contributed to, like, this workload that he has because <laughs> he doesn't. I don't think he can say no to stuff. But uh, anyway, shout out to John Amendon. Social guys, where we'll say we'll go to something and never go. Like those guys do. Like they have a calendar. They 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 have things that they actually go to and host there and do. You know, like where we'll go to a convention and we use that as like, all right, we're gonna record three things so we have three weeks of content. They go to a convention and don't even. They're not. You're even using it for live content. Yeah, yeah, and he has like a whole. He, I mean, he has like. A, uh, a backlog of stuff to upload. Yeah, he has still. a schedule of stuff yes. you know, that he purposely does. So, you know, dude works 80 hours. Anyway, I thought uh, I just wanted to, like, show my support for uh, the man formerly known as Johnny Ganache and, and the Manster and Sir John, who still does the radio show that's back up and running. I listened to it a week ago. He had something, or uh, maybe two weeks ago. He had, like, the music of, uh, like, the old... Uh, uh, Old music. Well, it was yeah. Looney Tunes cartoons. The orchestra. <laughs> it was just. It was awesome, but it was it was really weird. But I, I, it was I pretty good. It, although it will be dated now, but it was Lloyd's birthday not too long ago, like just last week. So happy oh. birthday, Lloyd! Oh, happy birthday, Lloyd Green! Very sexy man. All I'm right. Sure. So I guess we'll. And he bought a house or something. Oh, really? Or he's moving in. I was reading all about his family, you know, like his what, what was going on. Oh, you know what? I don't think I'm Facebook friends with him. So he, he friended he, me recently. Oh, thanks a lot, Lloyd. What? How am I supposed to take that now? I was going to play a clip of Pine of Comics. Now I'm not going to. Now I'm back to be a man. <laughs> hey, why is it? How about a man to take? How, hey, Lloyd, how about you step up and do something? <laughs> Why does Johnny Amenta have to do In fact, I'm going to put that on their Facebook page right now And they won't be able to erase it Because they're going to be in Seymour At the uh, 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 New York Ninja thing I thought it was yeah, last oh, night, it's tonight well, Today's only Saturday, so I'm off a day Right, yeah, me too Alright, see you next time Alright, later